My name is Carl Reiner. I'm a proud veteran. I served in the Army Signal Corps during World War II. I served because I believed our democracy was worth fighting for. I and the other vets you're about to hear from all took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But now we have a president who doesn't seem to understand or even care about our Constitution. The only thing he does seem to care about is himself. I didn't lose a limb in service for this president to disrespect and not follow the Constitution. Trump can't be relied on. He lies. Integrity matters in the military. Throughout my years of service, I always supported Commander-in-Chief. This is the only time I felt like uh, the president was not supporting me as an American citizen, as a Muslim American. Well, I don't think President Trump is, uh, respect his oath of office because if he did, I think he would speak up more. Just as good as he can get on Twitter and tweet every day, he can get on there and tweet about the racism that is occurring in this country. In 2017, I woke up to a tweet that essentially said that I was going to be fired. The president had declared the transgender people, even though we had a history of serving honorably, would no longer be allowed to serve. I saw President Trump take his oath of office right here in the mall uh, back in, uh, in 2017. I don't believe that President Trump honors that oath at all, whereas for people like myself who immigrated here, who love this country, uh, who served, served their country in the military and, and uh, in many other ways, we take the oath very seriously. He avoided the draft five times. He uh, disrespected Gold Star families. He disrespected war heroes like John McCain. When I was sworn into duty, I, I took it very seriously. I had a grandfather who served in Korea. I had many uncles who served in Vietnam. I have a cousin who's still actively serving and two younger brothers who do. That oath means a lot to my family. I don't think the oath means anything to the current president. It doesn't mean anything to him. He's never served. He's never been selfish about anything. As a veteran, you know, I took an oath to serve the United States and the Constitution. And not me, not the next citizen, and not the president of the United States is above the law. USA American Podcast Radio, your host with the voice of reason, anger, and patriotism, Jeff Kaufman. How are you today? Happy Saturday. That was Carl Reiner. 
uh, Vote Vets, uh, a three-minute and two-second uh, video that they produced and uh, that I strongly, fully, 100% agree with. Although I'm not a vet and I never served in our military, I, uh, I can only understand their confliction. Um, you served this country, you did your duty, and now you have this man in office that's that many Americans view as more of a threat than anything America's ever faced before. And the reasons behind that are plentiful. It's not just some delusional liberal left-wing crazy conspiracy. It's becoming more and more factual as the days go on that this president is dangerous to this country. I I really don't care what anybody on the right says. I don't care what the propagandists on the right say. I don't care about what Sean Hannity has to say. I don't care about what Mark Levin has to say. I don't care about what Rush Limpballs has to say. I don't care what any of those asshats on Fox News or anywhere else has to say. I don't care what Devin Nunes has to say. Nunes, whatever his name is. I don't care what Mrs. Stefanik has to say. As far as I'm concerned, every one of those people I just named are traitors to this country. And are willing to misconstrue and lie and fabricate anything and everything that they can use to defend a president which I believe has committed nothing but treasonous acts has abused his his office. He is the reason why impeachment was installed into our Constitution. But yet we have this somewhat fringy side in politics that's willing to defend him to what ends, I don't know. And they're all seemingly guilty. I don't know if you paid attention, but Devin Nunes, Nunes, whatever his name is, I literally don't care what his name is, uh, was just linked to uh, the same people that Ju- Rudy Giuliani, uh, Giuliani was linked to. We know these people are guilty. We know that they got their fingers in the pie of guilt and treason. They're all traitors. I don't care what anybody says. If you have been watching anything on these on these hearings, when you listen to Devin Nunes, Nunes, whatever his name is, Mr. Douchebag himself, speak, you can tell he's conflicted. I've got a recording. I, I, I just want you to hear it. It's Devin Nunes, Nunes, whatever. I, I'm not going to get his name right because I really don't care. I've got a recording of him, and, and just listening to it, I'm almost going to bet that he had nothing to do with the opening speech. I'm guaranteeing you that came straight from the White House. Guaranteed it was written by the president and he was conflicted the moment he started reading it. If you watch it and you listen to it, you can tell he's... uh, You can't watch it, of course, because you're listening to a podcast, but (laughs) if you listen to him, there's these pauses. There's this look on his face where he's not even willing to trust his own words. Where you can just tell with the words that he's 
about to speak, he doesn't really fully agree with. It's almost like he's being forced to say these words. And if you watch closely uh, in the hearings, there are so many times where you can just tell he's, he's feeling defeated and he's feeling trapped. And I got a message for Devin Nunes. If you're feeling defeated and trapped, you might be a fucking traitor. This is, oh, Mr. Devin's speaking. And I want you to listen. And the pauses are very appropriate. And if only you can see his face. It's that look of, I have to read this. I'm being told to read this, but I don't agree with it. I think I'm fucked. Look on his face. I sincerely hope the Democrats end this affair as quickly as possible so our nation can, can begin to heal the many wounds it has inflicted on us. The people's faith in government and their belief that their vote counts for something has been shaken. From the Russia hoax to this shoddy Ukrainian sequel, the Democrats got caught. Let's hope they finally learn a lesson, give their conspiracy theories a rest, and focus on governing for a change. I Yeah, that's a voice of somebody worried deeply about his own self-preservation. And you kind of have to wonder, listening to these... uh, right-wing nut jobs that represent the Republican Party. When you listen to these people, I mean, I I, I literally, I'm, I'm like beside myself. I can tell when a man's conflicted with his own words. I can tell when someone's shoveling bullshit. Maybe it's my life and, 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 and the histories and, and the lessons I've learned in life. But I, I've come to the conclusion that the majority of the Republicans that are defending Donald Trump are as dirty as Donald Trump. And the only reason why they're defending him is that if he gets taken down, so will they. This has nothing to do with democracy, has nothing to do with the voters' rights, has nothing to do with the people who voted for Donald Trump. A lot of that mumbo-jumbo that you hear is pure, utter, fantastic bullshit. And I don't really grasp why people on the right that support Donald Trump, I'm talking about average everyday citizens, why they continue to support him. I mean, I don't get it. They see and hear the same things that we all see and hear coming from Donald Trump, and they still applaud it, even though when you're listening to him, you can tell blatantly that this guy is a is a con man. He's a con job. He's a he's a, a not a freak of nature, but he's a, he's a flaming mistake. And this has nothing to do with the government uh, attacking the voters who voted for Donald Trump and trying to take away their vote. If if you can't see what is happening, if you can't hear what is happening, if you can't judge Donald Trump for the man he is, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm kidding. But uh, at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, dude, how can you sit there and still defend this guy? I can't. I mean, if I had voted for him, which I didn't, But if I had voted for Donald Trump, I would be very upset that I voted for such an asshole, for such a a divisional con job. I'd be upset with myself for voting for him. I really would. Luckily, I voted for the 15-year-old D's nuts. 
I mean, that's who I voted for. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't going to vote for Hillary. There was nobody I wanted to vote for. And people say, well, you wasted your vote. You know what? It's my vote. But the point really is, is that I didn't see anybody that was running on the Democratic side or the Republican side worthy of my vote. I don't see how anybody else did. I really don't. These are all, to me, felt like con jobs, every single one of them. I don't like Bernie Sanders. I don't trust Bernie Sanders. I don't think he's well enough to be president. I don't trust Hillary Clinton. I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't think she would make for a good president. Um, and everybody else that was running, what was it, Ted Cruz and, and Marco Rubio? I mean, come on. It, I mean, we're talking two people that, that portray themselves in one way when you know damn well they're the other. I mean, Ted Cruz is just, I don't even know, man. He's an abomination of, of, of humanity. And in Marco Rubio, he's as dirty as of all of them. He might put up uh, religious tweets and stuff and, and play that uh, I'm a Christian card. But uh, didn't Donald Trump bring it up? Didn't Donald Trump uh, bring it up to our attention that he had very uh, dirty dealings in real estate? And right after he said that, Marco Rubio was like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, guys, I got to go. Uh, right. The point what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, I'm disgusted. And um, when I listened to the Vote for Vets video, when I watched it today, and I saw Carl Reiner speaking, and I listened to the other vets um, that were speaking, it reminded me of something that is installed in all of us as Americans. It's a, it's a form of pride in our country. And we all have pride in this country. There's no denying that. We all have love and pride for the United States of America. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you love the United States of America. It's just that some of us, some of us, are putting country before president. And that's the way it should be. And for a lot of us, they're not. They're putting president before country. And that's the biggest mistake you can make as an American. This is Danger Close USA, American Podcast Radio, Rodeo, <laughs> Radio, <clears throat> and this is your host, Jeff Kaufman. I'm getting gas, like I do every other day of the week, because gas is expensive, and I can't afford to buy a, a full tank every time I go to the gas station. I will be right back. All right, I'm back. What I want you to listen to next is is kind of mind-numbing. It shows you exactly what the fuck is wrong with the president, okay? I want you to understand this. People have been saying it. I've been saying it. The, the, the president has an ego the size of the Atlantic Ocean. And he needs it fed constantly on a daily basis to make himself feel better about himself as a human being and a man. Because he's got a very fragile amount of manhood. It's, it's extremely fragile. It's like a very thin piece of ice to which he has constructed his manliness upon. And to put it in more words or less, he's a pussy and a coward. And so, with that being said, one of the reasons why he let Miss, uh, he let the ambassador of the Ukraine go, Miss. Provanovich, is that correct? I, I can't remember her name right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
begins with a P. But the uh, the ambassador to Ukraine, um, the reason why he let her go was because she refused to hang his picture. Okay, I don't know what news agency aired this because I got it off of Twitter, and it was like a. I don't know, man. It was audio or something, but it just was a black screen. So I, I don't know what it was, really. But uh, I got this from Twitter. It's Donald Trump on the phone with some news agency explaining why he let Miss Peronovich or Miss Provit, I can't remember her name, I'm sorry, the ambassador to the Ukraine, go. Why he let her go is because she refused to hang his picture in the embassy. Now... It's probably not even fucking true. Even if it was true, that's a pretty sorry fucking excuse. I can agree with her, though, Miss Pervanovich. Um, basically because he's a worthless fucking piece of shit and a lying fucking moron. I'm allowed to say that. I'm an American, and that's how I view Donald Trump. I'm not trying to add insult to injury, but he is what he is. And that's what I see, and that's what I hear, and that's what I call them. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry. I'm not here to appease anybody. My vulgarity is my anger. And this is not really how I am in person. I don't really use this language in person. In person, I'm a little bit more uh, gentle and kinder and sweeter. And uh, I'm not this kind of person. I am as rough and tough as they come. Don't get me wrong. Mommy didn't give birth to a little man. I'm six foot, 132 pounds. My arms are pretty big. My back muscles, my shoulder muscles, my legs, my buttocks. There's nothing on me that's weak in any way, shape, or form. But uh, though I have a very uh, tough-looking appearance, I'm actually... uh, I've got a lot of etiquette, and um, I'm actually a pretty nice But, when I'm talking about the fucking moron in the White House, I'll say whatever the fuck I want, any goddamn way I feel like saying it. You don't like it, I don't fucking know what to tell you. I'm sorry, welcome to America, this is my right, and I will fucking use it to the full extent. Anyways, this is the President of the United States complaining a miss. About Miss Provich, Provanovich, fuck, I can't remember her name, I feel like a moron, I'm sorry. The ambassador to the Ukraine, and he's complaining that she wouldn't hang his picture, so that's one of the reasons why he had to let her go. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was in on what he was doing. It has nothing to do with the fact that Giuliani recommended Donald Trump do it. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're fucking a bunch of greedy assholes. And um, they were using the Ukraine to try to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. They were withholding funding to the Ukraine military for their defense against Russia, of all places. And Donald Trump thought he had the Ukraine by the balls and he just twist them just a little bit to get what he wanted out of them. Little does he know, he's not really allowed to do that as president. As far as, you know, his campaign for his re-election. I mean, I wouldn't have cared if he said that if they were to, like, cut out doing something like sex trafficking or drug smuggling or if there was something that a quid pro quo could help America with. But this has nothing to do with helping America. It had only having to do, had anything to do with anything at all but helping the big fat fucking moron in the White House. This ambassador that, you know, everybody says is so wonderful. 
you're in the embassy, okay? She's in charge of the embassy. She wouldn't hang it. It took like a year and a half or two years for her to get the picture up. She said bad things about me. She wouldn't defend me. And I have the right to change an ambassador. And Rudy didn't say good things, but he wasn't crazy about it. You know, he, it wasn't like a major topic. But I have the right to change. This was an Obama person wouldn't didn't want to hang my picture in the embassy. It's standard is you put the president of the United States picture in an embassy. This was not an angel, this woman, okay? And there are a lot of things that she did that I didn't like. And we will talk about that at some time. Okay. But I just want to let you know, this was not a baby that we're dealing with. There was a It's always fun when you got a president that's so concerned about his picture. I mean, uh, egomaniacal fucking twat is what he is. And what this is is Danger Close USA. Angry American Podcast Radio and your host who's very much in touch with his manhood at least three times a week. Jeff Kaufman, how are you? I'm still the same show. I don't know why I'm fucking up so much. Sorry. I'm glad you're here, though. I uh, I opened up this uh, episode with a recording of Vote for Vets. And, um... Or vets Vote. I'm sorry. Um... I fuck up too much. I'm sorry. I need to be syndicated so I could have a producer standing in front of me behind a mirror or a window going, Dude, quit! Shut up! Don't talk! No, really, I need to be syndicated. I think I would do really well if someone would just pick me up. I'm cheap, I promise. I'll, I'll do any show you want for uh, $1.5 million for the first year. Just for the first year. And then we'll, we'll negotiate after that. I want a one-year contract for $1.5 million. And we will talk about the rest of everything when it happens. If you want to continue using me. I mean, that's just that's how I would like to be syndicated at the start. 1.5 for the first year. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, let me see the contract first. I might change my mind. It might be 12.5 by the time I make up my mind. Anyways, um, you know, I would love to be syndicated. I love to be, you know, I've, I've gained some titles doing this podcast. I've been called douchebag, jerk-off, liberal, uh, democrat. Uh, all kinds of different juicy words. It's great. Um, and it doesn't bother me. But I would really like to earn some sort of title as, like, the voice of the resistance. Because, you know, the real the resistance really doesn't have a voice. I don't know if, I, if I'd be good enough for it. I don't know if anybody out there would would like that idea. I'm sure Maddow might have an issue with it because she's actually, she's a pretty good voice for the resistance. But I would love to have some sort of title. You know how Mark Levin has the great one? You know, when he's really not that great, he's kind of flaccid, you know, kind of like a 80-year-old penis. I would love to have a, a title. And, and, and if you can help me with that, that'd be great. Um, feel free to drop me a line at RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. That's RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. And if you have PayPal and you would like to donate to my show, you can use that same email for a donation on PayPal of any amount that you want. $1.5 million would be great. Um, yeah, so, I don't know why I'm doing all this, but I really, I really just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've tried to entertain the idea that, uh, Devin Nunes and these other Republicans are actually, uh, not dirty or not corrupted and not conflicted and not, uh, bought out and paid for. Um, you know, 
someone's lining their pockets, obviously. Um, Jim Jordan is just as dirty as they can get. Why is it that the majority of these uh, these Republicans remind me of some sort of a used car salesman? I mean, I'm serious. Like they're trying to they're trying to sell you a Yugo and tell you it's a Chrysler. I mean, I'm just I don't know. It's very confusing. Very, 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 very confusing. You know, um, and there's one more thing too. Lindsey Graham, yeah, South Carolina's uh, senator, congressman, wherever the fuck he is, lying bastard. Uh, Lindsey Graham uh, was uh, a gentleman by the name of Jeff. He's a he's a U.S. veteran who fought in the Iraqi War. I believe he was a U.S. Marine. Um, he tried to have a conversation with uh, Lindsey Graham, and he was very respectful. Um, he started the conversation with, I've got some friends in South Carolina, um, blah, blah, blah. I think the way you're portrayed in media is bad. I, you know, And uh, he tried to talk to him, and he says, you know, I took an oath, you took an oath, the president has taken an oath, and I don't think the president is living up to his oath. And I, I think it would be uh, misfortunate if you missed out on this, because and I don't know how well the recording is, and I actually I let it loop twice. I let it loop twice so you could hear it. Lindsey Graham just ducks out. I mean, he's just, as soon as the word Trump came up, he was like, okay, well, I'm out here. I'm done. And uh, the veteran just like, is that it? He's, yeah, that's it. You know, he was just done, dude. He, he didn't want anything else to do with the discussion as soon as Trump was part of it. And I, I'm telling you something, this also makes me pretty well, it assures me that there's something definitely, definitely wrong with these Republicans that are defending Trump. They're scared of something. And it's not losing uh, bipartisanship or or losing uh, votes. They're not afraid of losing their seat. They're afraid of losing something that's probably a hell of a lot more important to them than what I think. And I really honestly think that they're all dirty. And I really honestly think that there's some information that they do not want Americans to know about. Hi. How are you, my little girl? Nice. Um, I need to tell you something. What is it? Something I should be recording? I don't care. Don't drop that. Whatever that is. What is that? It's just... a stocking. A little mini stocking. Did you make that? No. Oh. I was going to ask mom if we can give it to Frankie. Yeah. Frankie. I mean, the cat. The cat. Yes. And it's not Frankie anymore. It's... What's his name now? Damien, yes, we named our cat after the devil. Well, anyway, um, yes. I'll need money for downtown pizza tomorrow for the games. You don't? I'll need it. How much do you need? Enough to play games. Okay, well, I'll see what I can do. We'll have it ready for tomorrow. What time's your birthday party tomorrow? Two o'clock. Ends at four. four. Okay. Well, we'll take care of it on the way there tomorrow. And then on the way there, we can maybe leave earlier so we can buy her a present. A card thing. Card thing and some money. Is that what you want to give yes, her? Because that's what Pretty, we can do. That's what we can do. Very good. Okay. Well, that's good. Hey, how would you like to say something from our recording? All you have to say is, and now here's Lindsey Graham, a big wiener in politics. Can you say that? Now here's Lindsey Graham, a big wiener in politics. Go. <laughs> say it. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> okay. Um, now here's Lindsey... Graham. Graham. A big wiener in politics. <laughs> a big wiener in politics. <laughs> <laughs>
so that's how Lindsey Graham handles a discussion with a U.S. veteran in the Marines that served during uh, the Iraqi war. Pretty much what else can you expect from a little douchebag like him? I don't know about you, but if I was in Lindsey Graham's shoes, that would have been a good time to come clean. But not that he's ever going to come clean because he's as dirty as a sewer tank. Um, and then you also have Mr. Holmes, which I think it's important that you hear this recording too. Um, I'm going to make it swift though because my wife now needs to use the van, my traveling studio slash political commentary vehicle. Um, I think what Mr. Holmes has to say is extremely important. Um, it definitely kind of gives you an idea and a glimpse into the reality that he was facing having to deal with Rudy Giuliani and having to deal with the Ukraine. Now, what he said before this, and I don't have a recording of it, is that he was an officer that dealt with the politics of that particular country. He didn't deal very much with the politics of America as much as he dealt with the local politics and the government of the country in which he's serving in. And he was serving in the Ukraine. And Mr. Holmes is also a, a pretty respectable person. And uh, I just want you to hear what he has to say. I, you know, I, I don't do a whole lot of commentary and try to twist things around. I want people to hear these things because they're important. And, and you know, Mr. Holmes comes off as a, a, as a very professional, very well-to-do professional. But besides that, what he says is really important because really Giuliani is as dirty as dirty can get. I don't care what anybody says. He's mobster dirty. He's trash. He's filth. I don't care what anybody says about him when he was the mayor of New York. Yay. 9-11 happened. Yeah, he looked like a great guy. But uh, now we're finally really seeing the true colors. And you know what? All I got to say is anybody that names their son Biff has got to be a traitor. I'm sorry. Who names their child Biff? What, is Biff short for something like Biffette? What is Biff? What, who names their child Biff? His son's name is Biff. That's that just tells me right there he has he, he that's just evil. <laughs> Anyways, here's um here's Mr. Holmes uh, during his testimony um, on the hearing, I believe on the second to last day, and it's pretty important. I want you to hear it, and uh, I'll be right back. I'm busy. Specifically, the three priorities of security, economy, and justice, and our support for Ukrainian democratic resistance to Russian aggression, became overshadowed by a political agenda promoted by former New York, New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and a cadre of officials operating with a direct channel to the White House. Specific That was not me, just for the record, that was not me taking a big bong hit. Look, 
If you like my show, please share it on your social uh, feeds, whatever you got, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's make me famous. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I hope you enjoy my show. You know, I don't say a whole lot of commentary. I just speak my mind, and I think this whole thing is a load of bullshit. I know the Democrats are trying to do their job, and anybody with half a fucking brain cell can tell that Donald Trump is a fucking problem in this country. And I respect every vet who ever fought for this country, who's ever served this country. If you support Donald Trump, so be it. But if you don't, thank you for your continued service, because you're still fighting for this country. You haven't stopped fighting. Even if you're a retired veteran, the fact that you're standing up for this nation means more to me than anything else. And I listen to you people, and I listen to everything you say, and I 100% respect the opinion of a U.S. veteran who served this military, who's speaking up and saying what they think of this president. And it's, it's, it's sickening that uh, someone like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman would be disgraced by the right trying to label him and slander him into this shithole title of being a traitor to this nation when the biggest traitor to this nation is sitting in the fucking White House of the United States of America. You know, we have an opportunity as a nation to reconcile and it has to start with the removal of a man that has done nothing but divide us as a nation. And the more and the longer we continue to ignore this and the more we fight about what's fact and what's fiction, he wins. Judge him by the content of his character. Judge him by what he's said and what he's done. Judge him by the way he treats this nation. Judge this man by how the fuck he treats other nations, judge him by how he wants to pull out of NATO, already already pulled out of NATO's humanitarian treaties, he's filth, man, and I, I don't know how else to talk about it, I don't know what else to say, I mean, if you're like me and you can listen to this man and go, Jesus Christ, he's a fucking moron, or he's an egotistical bastard, or he's all the things that we all call him, but yet we're going to fight about whether or not someone is uh, a traitor or not that testified. We're going to uh, shame shame blame, blame people that you've never even met before. I think the woman who was the ambassador to Ukraine did this country a giant service. But people are labeling her as a traitor. I think Lieutenant, Vin, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman... It's an incredible man who spoke up for his nation, who continues to fight for this nation. And they labeled him a traitor. Anybody and everybody who has spoken out against Donald Trump is a traitor to this nation, according to the right, according to Donald Trump. That makes me a traitor. But you know what? I'm not a traitor. I love this country. I've loved this country since the day I took a first breath in this country. That might be a little exaggerative, but this is my nation. I love this country. I love everything about this country. I love my freedoms. And I love everything about my freedoms. And I love the fact that I live in this country. And I support every man and woman who's ever served this country. My respect is earned, it's not given freely. 
but I can tell you right now, you will win my respect if you're a veteran of this country and you speak out against this fucking abomination that's called the President of the United States because he is the biggest problem this nation has ever seen. Fuck all the wars. Fuck 9-11. Donald Trump is the biggest fucking problem this country has ever seen. Now, I'm sorry I said that. I'm not saying fuck 9-11 because we lost a lot of people and we continue to this day to lose people. What I'm trying to say is if you can't see what I see, if you can't hear what I hear, we have a president of the United States that doesn't give a shit about you, doesn't give a shit about the Constitution, and he's willing to do whatever he can to protect himself, his family's interest, his corporations, and his fucking name. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's the most important thing to Donald Trump. His goddamn fucking name. Not this nation. Not our respect. Not our, not our foreign policies. Not our foreign relations. Not our allies. Nothing else but him, himself, and anything and everything Trump. God bless America. This is Danger Close USA. Enjoy your Sunday, people.